You're listening to KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show with Karen Drift and George Strong. View more content at kbft.org. Brought to you by Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio and the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. This is Mushku uh, Benes uh, here on the... Karen Drift Anishinaabe Mowin Show. Yeah, we're uh, getting ready. We're a little bit on um, Anishinaabe Dubai Ganeg, but uh, that's always uh, uh, one of the things that we always try to, what do you call it, um, observe. As much as you try to prepare, sometimes things just go the way they go, you know? And uh, that's one of the kind of philosophies, I guess, of... Uh, of Native Americans, certain tribes, I'm not going to say all tribes, but yeah, I know there's some that have to, if they have a meeting at 10, it starts right at 10. Nee. <laughs> but uh, here we are, it's about quarter after, exactly quarter after, and uh, ready to roll here, Auntie's all fired up and ready to roll, and uh, I'm here to do some hosting for her, and uh we start off with our introductions, and I'm going to say Mishkobanes, Indigenous, Onanamiz, Aigai Gan, Migizi, Nindundam, and Gimi Tum, Nizigos. Minno. There we go. Pozo, Minno, Gizab, Kinago, Away, Ganuki, Waduma. I said good morning to those of all that work here on Sabikunezag Igan Skunigan. Skunigan is a reservation. And Nungum Kanabaji Gijate. No, good. It'll get hot later. Miyajanigi Gijate Gujing. It's already hot out there. Good for the rice. Last night, Dibikut, Dibikung, that's, you could say it two ways. Dibikut is night. Dibikung is last night. Dibikung away, the Carson was cool. And that's good for the rice. A cool night. In hot days are good for the manomen. Gispin with Nagi with Linomini came in. That's what I was saying. I was telling my grandson. Now's the time around the first week in July. They should go out and check the rice. Keep a good eye on it. But it chigged me one to be kung. Rained hard last night. Mm-hmm. I like them kind of rains. Yeah, and then no hail. Somebody mm-hmm. said it was hailing in Cook, but it didn't hear. It was just wasaya, light and lighting up. Nimkig, light uh, thunder. Nimkig, and but uh, got better. I couldn't go in the Guinea-Bassi to be kung. Bama, nanan de bai ganek, nagi, 
At five o'clock, I went to sleep a little while. Well, uh, when we got, when I got home from that meeting, I laid down. It was four, three, three to four. We had the meeting, and when I come home, I laid down and I fell asleep. I slept for three, three, sneezed to break a neck three hours. This way, not that sneeze to. This way, the boy I went to bed, went to sleep, woke up about Ningudas way the boy ganek six o'clock, and I couldn't sleep last night. I was up yet at four. Niwen the boy ganek nigi geabin nigi. But that usually happens when I when I take a, a long nap during the day. But um, I I kind of I I was kind of well. Uh, I know that I know it bothered me a lot when Mizanobi Tung passed away. And I was thinking about it last night. I was thinking, geez, I'm. I think I'll just give up. I think I'll just quit and give up. And uh, and like I said, every time I say that, something happens. And that I said that last night, here around, probably around. Around Medasway de Baiganek, around ten o'clock, I I got this uh, I got this thing post here that happens all the time. It's it's probably meant to happen to me, but uh, here. It. Uh, I hope it's in here. I got a call. I got a. Uh, oh, I got a, a text from this young woman. She asked me. She said, uh, "Do you know? Do you know my uh, my cousin or whoever? Do you know her Indian name?" Uh, she's in Duluth. She said she, uh, you know her name, and I asked her who it was, and she told me, and I told her, I said, no, I don't know her Indian name, but I know, I know her grandma's Indian name. And I text her grandma's Indian name, the lady that she was asking for. I said, you know, I said a lot of them, when they're sick and in the hospital, or even if they pass away, I said, if nobody don't know their Indian name, they can use their 
either their the man can use their dad's or their grandpa's name and the lady can use their mother's or their grandma's name but i knew this lady's grandma's name cuz she's the one that gave me my indian name when i was little and uh, so i told her uh this this is her great grandma's name and i haven't heard from her ever since but seems like when i when i have them thoughts of like oh i'm just going to stop and i'm not going to do this anymore i'm feeling too bad and then somebody will call me right away awiginunawi and ask me will ask me to do something and uh so you know i won't turn anybody down i'll just tell them if i if i know or if i don't you know but uh so there i was last night texting her and telling her uh telling her that what her grandma's name was but uh i i know i shouldn't feel that way but plus there was this little bit people at the at the meeting well i told perry to go i said just bring eight eight or there there that's all they're going to be well we had 10 10 people and that's a start and well that's pretty good i thought yeah. uh, i wasn't there yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i didn't realize until the, coming in this morning on my ride i'm like yeah, no that's right i saw your post that on uh and i was like oh i forgot that meeting it just totally went right by me um yeah so you know and then i was telling dale earlier i was like you know i try to set myself some some reminders or some alarms using all these phones i got you know mm-hmm. and it never i never make it to my meetings that, you know like mm-hmm. a lot of zoom stuff mm-hmm. um i don't know what that is there must be a there must be a, a way to tease uh, an indian that that don't know that can't make his own uh, his own wedding on time yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is what actually happened to me i didn't mm-hmm. i was an hour late for my own wedding oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they weren't too pleased with me. Mekanjig, that means tease, Mekanjig. Mekanjig. But yeah, it went pretty good. But uh, what we talked about was getting getting the uh trying to get the language back into the our classrooms more. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that's what I said, you know. what i wanted years and years and years ago when we worked at head start you know them uh, things up in the, what are they them them things that you can talk talk from oh the uh intercom yeah that's what i wanted them to do put the intercom on and have someone talk the language when the kids are coming in every day yeah that could even be done at the RTC you know mm-hmm. just a greeting in the morning and a greeting after they go you know but going away no we all bizendoxy no nobody listens mm-hmm. and you know but Millie had a good some good ideas and 
Uh, Perry liked her ideas, and mm-hmm. you no, know, uh, the other two pe- ladies, they they work at a school, and they they had good ideas. Yep. Shane was the only one there from the leadership. Council. Yeah, so he he did a lot of talking about mm-hmm. how he felt and how what he what he did. You know how to get the language back. What you know that. Was, the only one, uh, Jay got everything he, he, uh, he, what do you call it, everything on his, uh. Oh, he's recording? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, but that was, we even went over one hour. Mm-hmm. And everybody had lo- a lot of donuts to take home. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been there for that, yeah. 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 Uh, me and Heart Warrior and. And uh, Shane were sitting close together, like almost this way. Shane wouldn't take a donut. I said, holy. <laughs> go in, go in, uh, uh, book a day, see. You're not hungry. <laughs> you must be watching his, uh, his, his, his figure. His, uh, gym, <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm, I apologize to uh, Jay and Perry. I, you know, like I said, it. I was sitting here too. We we're just having all kinds of discussions and uh, getting prepped for this weekend. Some of the planning. Uh, KBFT is going to be at the powwow, and we're going to be um, broadcasting. So anybody that's out there, let people know that we're broadcasting. I think we got a. Uh, uh, poster or something saying that uh we'll be there uh we should be there before like the uh, starting at noon broadcasting but we're going to be there early with our stand um we got uh some little trinket items that we'll have we'll be giving away and mm-hmm. we'd like to visit with as many people as we can to come on the air mm-hmm. you know and just talk uh, about whatever that that is you know maybe their memories about previous powwows, you know, mm-hmm. like I can remember when they used to have this uh, Soggy Bagad days right up here and, uh, remember, well, where the school is right now, right? Remember it used mm-hmm. to be, uh, what do you call it, like a big um, recess area or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, right by that big tree. Remember that big tree that used to just yeah. sit right out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember all that and uh, I remember a lot of the early days as far back as I can remember anyway. Um, powwows, and uh, I really didn't get involved in that until I think it was uh, 1982. But I remember my dad used to take us to mm-hmm. to all kinds of stuff, and then down south, my family down there would attend these uh, these big uh, festivals. There'd be a carnival there, and there'd be a um, rodeo, and then you would have the powwow. And then there'd be like some kind of music, you know, like country music or something going on somewhere close by. So, you know, it's always been something, you know, just, and I'm sure everybody else has been through that, whether it's a parade, um, holiday weekends or something like that. And for some of our listeners that aren't really familiar about powwows is that there's always a reason to, to, to celebrate. And, uh, as much as, uh, we, we, 
the conditions are, are hard as far as life goes on some of our reservations, not all, but uh, there's always we always see the the bright side of uh, of life, and that's something I I think that's that's awesome that people can get together and sing and dance and uh, you know celebrate their their traditions. And uh, even though we only got, uh, I'll say I say only uh, ten people or so to come to that event yesterday. I think those are the ones that are going to carry, carry on. Yeah. You know. They seem strong. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yes. the two ladies that work with the, with the high school. Yeah. And so, you know, what's surprising to me is that there's there's quite a bit of uh, teachers that have come through, you know, that do teach. You know, like even now too. I mean, he's not a certified teacher or anything, but he works with the school district and providing uh, culture and um, art and uh, just through his network of people he gets the students to experience you know uh, our our way of life and uh, I'm talking about Chaz and of course he works in the Hibbing and Chisholm school districts there and uh, you know there's other people that are out there I remember all through the years you know like we lost uh, a lot of people Mizunobi Tung he taught language and culture in our school here and probably other places. I don't know his personal. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's happening, but there's also systems that we need to, uh, we need to change, you know, because a lot of the rules that, that are in place, and of course they're, they're, they come from, I want to say uh, civilized. <laughs> In their own words, they, they think it's civilized, you know, and in a good way that, you know, they're providing this education and they're providing this this knowledge to uh, the students. But at the same time, um, you know, when you're on a reservation, I mean, you're, you're dealing with in, Indian people, Native people. Yeah. And uh, right here, it's, of course, Anishinaabe people. And uh, I always used to wonder about that, you know, like at the college at UMD where I went, mm -hmm. the student organization was called uh, the Anishinaabe Club. Mm -hmm. You know, and Anishinaabe just kind of talks about us as, as uh, human beings, mm -hmm. spontaneous human beings. But there was always, there was no indication of, uh, I don't think that means like, well, yeah, it does mean, the people that lived that way or, you know, uh, we were given a certain way of of, uh, of uh, conducting ourselves and, and observing our the world that we, we live in. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, over the years, I think they're called now the American Indian Student Organization. Mm -hmm. So they want, I suppose they wanted it to be more inclusive or whatever but at the same time you know they they wiped out anishinaabe you know so it's it's kind of funny that even our own people you know are working towards forgetting that little piece of language you know and understanding what it what it symbolizes because we, we were, we're not trying to exclude um 
other tribes. We're just trying, we're recognizing the people from this land, you know, mm-hmm. that, that were originally here, you know. And so if I went to uh, Arizona State University um, and I come from Washington or up in British Columbia and I'm Salish or some other tribe from up that way, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't really be that upset if a lot of the stuff down there was uh, oriented towards the cultural people that, that live there, you know, and specifically there's uh, what Pima, uh, Havasupai, um, you know, and all, all the other southwestern Arizona, you know, tribes that are located there, uh, Tuna Orem. Um, and so there, there's things that are that are like that that I think we're we're being too—I don't know—I don't want to say politically correct, but um, yeah, we're trying to represent and, and be who we are as American Indian. Yeah. Yeah, but you know how some people don't like American Indian—the word, the word, you know, American Indian. Some people don't like the word Indian, you know, because what? That's uh, Columbus's word when he was trying to find mm-hmm. India. You know, yeah. and there's always that that joke about, well, what if he was looking for Turkey? You know, would would we all be turkeys? You know, <laughs> you know. So, you know, you know, I was I was just thinking, when I first went to school into the first grade, there was no Indians at all in the school. Mm-hmm. We, everybody, all the teachers were non-Indian. Mm-hmm. The principal, and all the ways. All the way to the sixth grade, there was never an Indian teacher in the, in our room mm-hmm. until we got to the seventh grade, and then Mr. King was there. Oh yeah. And then Mr. Werta. Yep. Them them were the only two Indian teachers in high school at, but then they didn't they didn't know anything either. Mm-hmm. Mr. King would ask me how do he asked me when how do you say corn? Yeah. I said mandamin. Mm-hmm. And he's the, that's the only word he ever asked me. Uh-huh. And you know he word that he's he's a boy sport and rolly and yeah. you know yep. he he never even he was related to wake 'em ups mm-hmm. you know and uh, but uh, them are the only two teachers. Yeah. Then like later on there was uh, Teresa. Yep. And then uh, Ray Ray. Yep. Ray. Them Bulky. Were, yep. I think them were the only. Oh, then Jones and then Jean mm. and then then they had other ones. Like I remember Moose was a teacher at Head Start mm-hmm. when his Ange and uh, Tara and Robin were just little girls. Oh, yeah. So he was. Mm-hmm. And I think he was the only man teacher. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. In the head start, but and you know, it's hard. Like, if if you didn't grow up in the the traditional way, you're not gonna be interested in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like me, I grew up that way, and that's why I I, I have a big interest in the language and the culture. Yeah. And, you know. Well, I think it's important only because of our our identity. You know, my dad used to say, "Well, if we we don't keep 
our uh, our way of life, you know, doing what we do, you know, hunting, fishing, gathering, um, using our language, um, doing these, uh, or at least recognizing these uh, these ceremonies in uh, Native American medicine. You know, if we stop believing in all that, then we're gonna, we're not going to be Indians no more, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to lead up to where it's going to prove the point to the rest of America that you guys don't need to be recognized as Native American yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll just be like. You. Yeah, we'll just be like regular people. We'll be bush people, yeah, you know, living out in the no middle of <laughs> We won't get no help from anybody or any. Yeah. Well, like, that, that, that's happening people. all over the world, you know, yeah. with indigenous people. It's sad. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go back and go say, hunt and fish. Yep. And yep. I was just watching a documentary about a community up near the Hudson Bay there. They're Cree people. And, uh, you know, they live so far away, it, it's hard to get, uh, like, building materials. So there's, like, mm-hmm. there was a housing crisis there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they had 40 people living in one single home, you know, like like your house. There was, like, 20 to 40 people living in each, you know, people taking in their family. And the reason why, even though they had built all them people housing, like, beforehand... Mm-hmm. It was hard to do the upkeep, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. if they had a leaky roof, mm-hmm. it cost them lots of money, and they couldn't get the materials to repair mm-hmm. it. So even though they might be providing these things, they don't maintain a uh, the support afterwards, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of like giving you somebody a brand new car, and then you don't give them money for not give them, but you don't support them, you know, in maintaining that vehicle, it's just going to die out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, disrepair, whatever it is, uh, fan belt, uh, oil pump, uh, you know, eventually things break down. And so, uh, you know, but the, the conditions don't change. I mean, like here, yeah, we're a little bit closer, you know, to, uh, to uh, the world, let's call it. Um, 20 miles away, you know, we can go out to Highway 53, mm-hmm. but it's a one way in, one way out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we came out here because, uh, this is our, where we, where we, uh, where we, where we, uh, we're led, you know, on that, uh, by our our elders and our where they hit us yeah yeah but I think <clears throat> you know it was kind of kind of a two a two thing because in the state of Minnesota Net Lake was the last uh, native community reservation that was ever uh, censused you know mm-hmm. we should get old uh, um, Jared up here to talk about a lot of this mm-hmm. but because we were the last uh, tribe to uh, to be counted or to be uh, statistically <laughs> uh, archived um, 
that that was something that kind of would tell people, like even our our Highway 65 that ran through the reservation, that was the last piece of road in Minnesota, a, that, a dirt road on a state highway, mm-hmm. to be paved. You know, I mean, that's how, I mean, we're still living like back in the 30s and 40s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the, the conditions are, are similar where the attitude's the same, like, okay, them, they don't realize that this, because they always think, well, why don't you just move out of there? Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to Duluth and find a job. You can go to the Minneapolis, find a job. You can go to California and find a job, you know, but we don't, we don't work that way. No. No. We just want to stay here on this old little reservation, you know. Well, it's our home. Yeah. You know. We don't, you know. I would, I, we try to go move, live in Cleveland, Princeton, Duluth, Hibbing. We didn't last there. We we always ended up back here again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate to see how, like, say my 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 grandkids my grandkids grow up and right now they don't know how to fish they don't know how to trap they don't know how to even shoot a deer kill a deer mm-hmm. and how is it going to be if something if it's something they have to do and yeah you know there's you know and that's why you know they that's why we should well, I can't teach them. I could teach a little bit, like mm-hmm. tan hides and stuff, and uh, uh, you know, take hides. You know, do hides and yeah. But I can't go and cut wood and like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and the kids seem like you know. Well, maybe they will when they get big. I think. Go I think wood. they'll. Uh YouTube how to cut wood yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's what or they'll ask Siri or mm-hmm. Google um, hey Google how do you make firewood yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you stack wood <laughs> how do you build a fire yeah that too um, but yeah I I think that's important you know and that's that's so great that you're you know, you're passionate about it, and uh, I don't ever want you to to feel or that that you know it's there's no point to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important, you know, if anything, just to kind of um, document and archive, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of the stuff that you help KBFT do um, with recording. And you know, we're going to start mm-hmm. this project for the school district to do those words, you know in video format using the QR codes and all that. A real a real cool idea that was brought up by, you know, Adrian mm-hmm. and uh, the Indian education staff. So we wanna we wanna make sure that we uh, you know support that effort. You know, it's a new piece of technology. You know, it's it's not like a a physical machine or nothing, but uh, QR codes are very useful, and that's something that we're going to um, work on later this afternoon. We'll let you take that phone call if you need to. Oh, okay. But what would, like, yesterday we were talking about 
like the big rock behind the RTC. That's a, that's a sacred rock. Mm-hmm. They used to Jesse, their uh, my the, uh, their grandma used to tell them that don't ever let anybody tear up that rock or blast it out or mm-hmm. she say there's a there's a um, a tunnel go, goes to the island on from there and never you know and when Chaz was working up here he he said he'd go down and walk to the RTC and he'd go on that big rock and he'd clean all the glass and beer cans or pop cans whatever he'd go clean it up and he'd put tobacco down on that rock and you know that's that's what we I did teach I mentioned it to the kids in elementary you know we we can't go when they have powwows I said you see a bunch of kids playing sliding down one little kid was breaking bottles on that uh, on that rock you know and they should be telling them you know they they can't do that that's a sacred rock you know and but um there's a lot of things that we got to teach our kids when they're young you know not to do this and that well i thought that um that reminder that you uh shared with us too the other day about the canoe races mm-hmm. you know and just making sure that that they put their tobacco down mm-hmm. you know before they do that um that's important yeah you know that we don't forget that and recognize that island mm-hmm. and um respect it yeah i mean not just that island but everything you know mm-hmm. i think that's that's the way um traditionally that we were brought up you know is, is that our relationship with our our environment yeah. And uh, all the people that are out there that are non-native, maybe never heard of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's, let me just say, your culture is coming to an understanding, <laughs> yeah. you know, of, of native people and our, our interpretation of our relationship to not just the natural world, mm-hmm. you know, but the spiritual world and, uh, you know, how science is coming to, you know, indicators that are that point towards a spiritual essence you know mm-hmm. and uh you know you're getting down to what is it now the latest craze is uh the multiverse you know i mean our people have always known that you know that there are other dimensions you know our spirits there are spirits that that uh that can be here one moment and some of the next and even ourselves as human beings like you were telling us about Sabe you know we're given a gift mm-hmm. and if, if the people that see Sabe um, and tell people and everybody's like ah that don't mm-hmm. they're just yeah. you know making that up no they, they saw it mm-hmm. you know I mean, that's part of the, the, I don't know where you want to call it. If you want to see it, it mm-hmm. it's its the multiverse. Mm-hmm. All possibilities exist out yeah. there. That's what I said. If you're going to see it, you're going to, if you're not, you're not going to see things mm-hmm. like that. I told Shane, Shane got his the water drum now. 
I told him, Shane, when if there's any rice this year, I said, can you go like what they used to do a long time ago? They'd go stand on a big rock and pound that water drum four times. Oh, wow. And uh, he, he went like this, uh-huh. you know, meaning, yeah. And I'd like, before I go, I'd like to see some like that bought, you know, mm-hmm. bought back at least. I can know that they're bringing this one thing back because, you know, I'm getting up there in age and we don't know what's going to happen from day to day. But uh, wabung tomorrow. I had Brent pick me up a, a little Mickey of uh, of uh, Windsor mm-hmm. whiskey. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow at nine o'clock, me and Heart Boy are gonna go down to the lake. If she can't come, and then me and Brent and we're gonna go down to the lake, and I want to do a little lake ceremony with that. Uh, mm-hmm. With that uh, whiskey and tobacco, you okay. don't need food there. Yeah. So I said, usually, you know, anybody can come down there if they want, but you know, I know there won't be that many. Just that's if you want to learn how mm. to do things. Yeah. And you people should learn how so they can carry them on. Say, you know, they can do that in the spring. Yeah. I got to do that before summer comes. So mm. in the fall, then I'll do that in the fall again. I'll go spill some in a, in a lake and then I'll put tobacco in there. But uh, that's, what I, that's what I was telling. And that's tomorrow? Tomorrow. Wabung, yeah. Jabba at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And be down to Albert's by Albert's Landing there. So yeah, if you want to you wanna, uh, learn... You know the proper way to make that offering. I mean, it's, that's a mm-hmm. good opportunity to come down there and and see that being done. Not only just seeing it being done, but mm-hmm. the, you know why it's yeah. being done. And then, if you have any little something like a, a silver, you can throw it in the water. Mm-hmm. The, the spirits like silver. Yeah. You know. Plus, you know, you give, you'll get something back. Shiny stuff. Yeah, they like, like the one rising time. Well, it was in probably around this time. I was dreaming. I was wading in the water. I, I was barefoot and I was walking in the water, and I, I run into a big bunch of fifty cent pieces. Mm. They were all over in the water, mm-hmm. and I had on a, t- a shirt. And I didn't have pockets, so I was putting all the big 50-cent pieces in my my shirt here, and then I was hauling them up to shore. Yeah. I'd go back in again and put some more in my shirt, haul it back. Mm-hmm. I did about four times, and I had a big stack of 50-cent pieces. Huh. Then Nagik's uh, Kuzi, I woke up. Yeah. Hear that fall. August came and we, me and my Lester's sister went out racing. She was pulling me around out and we made just a lot of money because there was so much rice that year. And that's what my dream meant that I was going to get money for making Uh, making rice. rice, Out on that lake, on that water. 
Yeah. So, you know, your dream, a lot of dreams are good, some are bad, you know. And you know, I was going to tell you about one that I had about, uh, I think it was about three weeks ago. I keep forgetting. Usually I try to just let you go on, and then I don't want to inter- interrupt usually. Um, but I remember I had a dream like that too. Uh, well, not like that, but it was it was this thing where or this world where everything was moving around, and it must have been moving around like really fast because everybody was kind of blurry, mm-hmm. you know. And so when they would move or walk from here to there. It would, you know, just kind of, they would have like a little trail going around, you know. And so everybody, everything that was going on, there was a, uh, kind of like a social gathering or some kind of, it wasn't like a powwow or anything. It was just mm-hmm. a bunch of people that were kind of interacting with one another. And there were, there was everything that was going on, you know, like kids and grandmas, grandmas and uh, grandpas and uh, like your extended families were there and they were all just mixing together, you know, um, mm-hmm. cousins and, ex- yeah, so mothers and fathers, daughters and fathers and um, brothers and sisters, all these things were happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking around and, you know, just kind of just slowly looking around. And then when I came back around, I think towards the, when the dream started, I looked towards the back of me there. And there was this this man that was there, and he was smoking a pipe, you know, and uh, he wanted me, you know, mm-hmm. to to smoke from it, and um, and I was like, why why is he not like with the rest of them, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a blurry thing? Because I could see him just really clearly, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so when he offered that pipe to me, I went ahead and I I, I took it and I smoked from it. And then I, you know, gave it back to him and, uh, everything in that, that the people that were like really blurry, Mm -hmm. they kind of slowed down a little bit and then I could kind of see everything that was going on. Well, I kind of knew what was going on before, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to describe it. It, because they slowed down that things were like more, my brain could pick them apart, Mm -hmm. you know, easy. Yeah. And uh, I kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like all kinds of situations. It was like people that had lost, you know, like a mother or another family or they had lost a daughter or, or a son or something. And, you know, people were having babies. And, I mean, it was like all this life stuff that was going on. People were falling in love. People were breaking up. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what was happening when it was all just blurry, you know. Yeah. Well, that for one thing, do you own a pipe? No. Uh-uh. Okay. That was a spiritual dream that you had. It Someday you are going to own a pipe. Mm-hmm. Say so maybe by the time you're like 60 or later on, you know, uh-huh. 65 maybe. Yeah. But you're, you are going to, you're going to get a pipe. Somebody will give it to you or, mm-hmm. or you know. Yeah, in the way the pipe was. Um, maybe that's why I was looking for that stuff I was looking at this morning. <clears throat> My little nephew, well, he's a young man now. Um, 
He's a boy that's mid-20s probably by now. <clears throat> but when he was a little boy, he always used to make us, uh, or make me laugh anyway, because he just had the craziest imagination. And, uh, I mean, all all boys probably. I'm trying to remember if I ever did. But, you know, I'd find sticks, and they would see, they would use them for toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. And so I remember he always used to find these really cool-looking sticks and he would use them like guns he'd be carrying around you know <laughs> and i just thought to my <clears throat> myself i'm like that little guy's got real like vision you know like he can see things and uh so when he was carrying them around i probably would have just saw a stick on the ground you know mm-hmm. but he he could see something in that stick and uh when he was using them as toys i was just like wow that is that is so imaginative, you know, and he, um, so glad that he, he could do that, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, you know, I suppose it's like anything else, you know, it's a gift. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> in that way that, that pipe, uh, it had a long front part to it and it was, it was curved. Well, it was, it wasn't all the way around. The, the bottom was flat, but there was like a, like that, mm-hmm. and it stuck out from the the uh, bowl. The bowl was there, but that that end of it was like really long, and uh, so I, I remember it. Mm-hmm. You know what it was, and it was clear. And uh, I've, I had forgotten to tell you that mm-hmm. there was a there was another one too that I that I remember that I wanted to talk to you about too. You know, because I know you like to talk about dreams and stuff mm-hmm. so but i'll probably remember it i'll bring it up again yeah that that sticky hat was in form of like a pipe that my nephew had yeah no it was uh he always used it for like playing guns, guns oh, yeah okay. guns and stuff yeah and he had like at any one time he probably had like seven to ten of them you know mm-hmm. and he always kept them wherever and he would throw them wherever just to mm-hmm. kind of put them back but then he'd always remember where they are, and he'd go back and get them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was really, really neat to see somebody being that, have that yeah. imagination. Yeah. I, uh, last night it mm. was uh, uh, thundering. thundering and wawasese. It was lightning. and mm-hmm. Well... I, something woke me, well, uh, I was in my bedroom and something woke me up like, and, uh, so I got up and I, I think I, I, I know I was having a dream about my little grandson. He's in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Daylene's little boy. Oh. He's, He's a year and a half, and I know it was him. It was him that was coming down the hall in my room. Mm-hmm. And behind him, his sisters were. were uh, and, um, but just about, I don't know how many months ago, that was the... Uh, Carlene was asking me that he needed, a, he's the only one that don't have an Indian name. 
all the, the other kids do. So, and then before before it started storming, I was in the bed in my bed, and I I had my window right way open, and I could see I, there was the moon was out then before it rained. And to me, that moon was doing different things like, yeah, I thought, am I going crazy or something? Mm -hmm. and, but then I fell asleep, and uh, then I woke up, and then I, I heard that big thunder thing strike, so that's what woke me up. Mm -hmm. And I said, there, I said, I got his name. That's the first time I ever dreamt of him. Mm-hmm. But... I can't tell you know, I can't tell yet what uh, his name is going to be mm -hmm. until they they bring me tobacco and yeah. baggage gun and mm -hmm. whatever so they're coming up on the the, the powwow uh, they're coming up to vermilion they're coming up to vermilion and we're going to we're going to give give him a, a I'm going to give him my Indian name. Wow. Right now, now that we lost Mizanobi Tung, mm -hmm. there was two of us that could give names on a reservation. Now I'm the only one that can give names. Mm -hmm. He's the one he named Anthony. Mizanobi mm -hmm. uh, Tung. Yeah, that's one of the things in uh, anybody that's listening out there not really familiar with our culture. I mean, that's something that that's a gift. You don't just go out there and mm -hmm. say, I can give names. Yeah, and talk English. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll give you a name. <laughs> I know. That. Chris came to me. How do you say bear paw? He said, why? He said, oh, Chris got an Indian name from this lady, and she said his name. She just come right out and said his name is bear paw. <laughs> and did, how did she say it in Indian? He said, no, she didn't. She just said bear paw. Child. <laughs> I said, you got a dream. You got to, yep. when they give you tobacco, you got a dream. And then you'll know when the dream. And that uh, my my two my two kids are going through the midday, mm -hmm. probably in July. They do that in Tower. Oh, okay, yep. And I said, we we probably won't have anybody here now that went through that. Mm. Maybe Jenny Woodenfrog. Yeah. And, you know, mm. and uh, there's nobody, I don't think. Mm. Well, there might be some that out, out off the res, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And that's why I want my kids to go through that mm -hmm. so there'll be somebody here. Yeah. And I said, don't expect anything right away. Mm -hmm. I said, it took me four years to give names to kids. Yeah. I said, then I start having dreams about little kids and even bigger, bigger people, but mainly little kids. Mm -hmm. And my mom could give names, and she said she could only give names to girls. That was all. Uh -huh. She couldn't give boys. Oh, okay. Boy, boys' names. But, yeah, that's uh, different. Uh, 
Different gifts? Different gifts, yeah, you can get when, mm-hmm. like I, I seen a, a feather in that, uh, that, uh, name I gave, uh, Dylan. Then I, two ladies came, my mom and Arlene Goodsky, they came and gave me the, his names. So mm-hmm. that's how I, I named him down, you know, down at the RTC. Mm-hmm. And the, the little kids seen me give name. I gave a name at the elementary school here late this year. So I had this older girl helping me, like setting everything down, like the feathers and the tobacco and the baggage gun and the wisin when you know, kenagogi ojisaduno ma mitchisag setting ever down on the floor. It's a just a doing a mama's just suck. Yeah. And we're talking about uh how would you how would you say that that in um Anishinaabe Moan um like somebody's given somebody a name or that they're they're going through a ceremony. Oh a they, naming ceremony. They, like, when they, they, long time ago, they, I, my, I used to watch, Jesse used to name all, she named Sun, Sun and all them, mm-hmm. most of my kids except Nasi named Pear, uh, Pete and, mm-hmm. uh, Old Man Caribou named Farah and Grandma Jesse named Carlene and, but anyway, they would, when they asked to give them a name, they'd have tobacco. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, Kidawi now, Nene Johnson. Nene Johnson. Can you, can you, uh, name my little kid? Oh. Or, Kidawi now, Then that, that old person or the elder would take the tobacco and then she would tell you, Bama Nagiba, what you get? Wait till I dream, and I'll let you know what to bring and everything. So once they they get that, if they have an Anishinaabe name, that's kind of like their spirit. Yeah. Their spirit name. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's just like a white. I know why the white. So what pe- you would call an Indian name is Anishinaabe. Uh, in the Kaza, yeah. In the Kaza uh, win? Yeah. And then it's like, your, uh, your, uh, the one that give you a name that they, they, your uh, yeah. But the, the white world says your godmother. Mm, okay. Or your mm. godfather. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they'd, uh, that would be your kind of a, your, uh, who you would go to if you wanted, if you had a problem or, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. you'd go. And that old lady used to come see me when she gave me a name. Mm-hmm. She'd walk all the way from uh, this side of town all the way to Strongville. And she'd come. Sometimes she'd bring me something that she made. She sewed or knitted or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many other 
kids she named, and that was her name was E. DeWess. Hmm. That was Mrs. Chicago. Oh. I never knew her really name. Her just Mrs. Chicago. Mm-hmm. That her her old man's name was Jack. Uh-huh. Jack Chicago. Hmm. She wasn't. Who was Mary then? One of their daughters. Mary. Mary. That was. Uh, Mary, her name was Mary Bonus. Remember oh. Gom and them? Yeah. That was their sister, oh. Mary Bonus. Uh-huh. Marge, Marge Morrison, Marge Bonus. Out. Okay. They were all sister brothers. And mm. Okay. I, 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 I mean, hear that name. So. Mm-hmm. That was Muggs and them's mother. Oh. Muggs and Phyllis okay. and Sarah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess we can take a break here, and yeah, um, oh. I'll update everybody on the weather and stuff, and then you can get a mm-hmm. fresh tea or whatever. Yep. We got bigger cups over there too. Mm-hmm. This size. Just yeah, Chinagasug. Chinagasug, big cup. Okay, Detegikuneb. Uh, Eugene Gutskai. So that's happening. I want to make sure. I'm going to come back on that. I'm going to search. I, I think they changed the time on this, and that's tomorrow. So that's for uh, Gene Goodsky. Remember that. Be there. Be be uh, traditional. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. That's all for now. I'll come back with more later if we have time. Uh, we got a cool, cool guest joining us here. Uh, and he's here to... Uh, let us know, I guess, what, what's going on. Yeah, so we had that language meeting yesterday, and um, we got a lot of good input from from other programs. Uh, Ruth Porter and Stacy Palmer, they work for American Indian Education for Northwoods. They uh, they uh, want to sit down with me and Jay and discuss further what we can do. We got to learn like what what curriculum and what programs they're using. And yeah, it was nice, solid. Got some nice, solid input from elders too. You, Millie, or Mildred Holmes, and then uh, who else was there? Was Gitchida, Gitchida, Gitchida Quay, and um, O'Day, O'Day, What did you were saying? You liked what Millie said. What What was she? Yeah, she made a really cool point, and I didn't I never thought about this because. Working here, like I, um, when I do the language outlines, I translate them too, or transcribe them. And she made a good point yesterday. She said, I don't think that you should transcribe or spend too much time trans- transcribing the language when you do videos or content on social media, because it'll take away from the, uh, the, the, the attention off of the actual native word, or the, the Ojibwe Anishinaabe word. And the way she worded it, though, was really, I really, was really awesome. I like the way she worded it and said it. And, um, almost like taking back to the point, like, um, not taking, like, the spiritualness out of each word by just translating it to English right away. You know, just letting it be as is Anishinaabe. And I was like, that makes sense. I said. And that's the same thing Anthony told me. He said, you you should just write the Indian word up there. Let them figure. What then? I don't know. How. 
They're well, lazy to figure stuff out. Everybody's lazy. Well, and then, yeah, the other point she kind of made, too, was um, if you put the English translation there, they'll just, it'll, like, kind of, like, tune their mind into only waiting for that English that English translation or what it means, you know, mm. and they won't pay too much attention on mm. you actually saying the word. So that was pretty, pretty cool hearing that and hearing different perspectives on what could be done. And, you know, everybody got to voice their opinion on um, why the language was important to them, mm-hmm. you know, and I just thought it was really, we went for two and a half hours yesterday talking oh, yeah. about it. Mm. Shane had some good ideas with, um, creating our own books and learning materials and archiving other th- other things but but all in all it was a good meeting would you would you say so yeah you as a as a young young person here how would you go about trying to teach the language give him your oh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure about it what I would do, but I'd definitely make it easy for uh, it to be heard everywhere. Like, for instance, like it being on YouTube or wherever, like what we're trying to do here. That's what I would honestly try to do. Just make it easier for everyone to learn it or to hear it. Like, uh, whether that be whether you're in California, Florida, or even just down the road. You know, I'd rather be online, archived for everyone to to uh, just go back whenever they want and just learn some some of it. But I think also people, I think we need a, a better a better way of teaching it, because a lot of kids, honestly, I I've, I've noticed uh, people. It just comes with learning any language in general that people are will be embarrassed to speak it in the beginning because it, you know you have to go back to the basics. You have to be like really. You know, you have to, it's almost like learning English. Like, you, you, the only people that, like, when you're learning English, they're babies, and you don't want to be acting like that, right, like a baby. So people, like, get that impression in their mind that they're like, like oh, I'm going to look so stupid trying to trying to learn this language. And that's why I think, like, people just need to learn to, you know, get rid of that, that relation of, you know, yeah the way of thinking, stuff like that. Like, But I don't think, it's not like anything bad. Like, it's not people being embarrassed, like, of the language. Like, oh, it's like, it's so embarrassing to be, you know, Native American, you know. I think they're just, a, yeah, they're just proud. They're proud to be it. And if they want to learn it, you know, they can try. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just worrying for some people because they're, you know, they're just self-conscious about, you know, speaking any language. Because, you know, I've tried to speak other languages with other like natives, like not natives, but like uh, natives of other countries, and th- it's always embarrassing, no matter what kind of language it is. Even if you think like, even if you think like, oh, I've learned so much, it's gonna be so cool, and like you, you go and you go and like speak, it's always embarrassing. You always end up like feeling bashful about it, no matter what language it is. And it's not just our language that we feel that way; it's many others, and people who are learning those languages, which is kind of it's kind of funny to me, honestly, because it's kind of funny to be be able to go through that, but. It's also fun too to to hear the different views of different other 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 people, to hear their their views in their own language if you learn it, and stuff like that. Which is honestly why I think that's a plus for people learning our own language, because you'd be able to share their raw view of everything else, which is kind of kind of cool, honestly. 
That's why I think people should learn our learn uh, language anyways. It's because it'd be cool to share our own views in a raw language. You can you know how to talk some. You know how to introduce yourself. Oh, it's someone do that for us. Bonjour, Papa Kinigishikitishnikaz, Dea Managum, Aspikanez Gaganing, and Dujiba, Makwana Dudem, Nyumbuguach Pizandawiag. Okay. I would I would say my I would say my age, but I'm not good with with numbers at all. Yeah. That's why I think that's one of the stepping stones I need to. Also, oh, another thing is being knowing about why where your flaws are is another thing you got to learn is knowing you know what you're bad at and that's okay to be bad. And I think people just need to get that on. I, I me myself, I'm a perfectionist. I like getting done things on the first run as soon as possible now and I think that's that can't always be the that can always be the the truth or the the reality that's what I was not the truth but yeah that's what I'm saying it can't be always be the reality of getting things done perfectly because no one's perfect mm-hmm. now Anthony is 18 years old and he's got a long road ahead of him to in he, I, I watched him. He, he's learned other languages. He sent, I don't know how many languages were you learning. I want to learn like three. I was talking with the, I, I have friends in the Philippines I play games with. I play games with, I, I mostly learn through games with playing with, uh, like the native speakers of those languages. I play, uh, Tokyo servers from Japan on like some certain games. I, I do that and I have friends from there that are, they're really nice. I uh, have someone from the Philippines. I have an Indonesian friend that's who I play some games with too. So that's I, I think the best way of learning any language is uh, speaking with the native speaker of that language. You were telling me about a, two guys that had went by Indian names. Oh, so I was playing a game yesterday. Actually, it was one guy. One guy I met yesterday on a game, and it, was, it surprised me because I was playing. I was playing the game and. His name was Nimki Bineshi. And that's Thunderbird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't remember what Nimki meant, but I know Bineshi. I was like, I seen that, and I was, oh, that really surprised me. But I saw, I, but he was on the enemy team, so I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> ask him any questions. And I was gonna, I was gonna add him. But I've also met someone with the username of, of Nanabuju on, on this game, which was also really surprising to me. And I asked him, and he said he was from Canada. But so mm-hmm. I, and I believe that's almost the, the, those people you know, up in Canada, and all those like young people up there that play games too, that that can go by those kind of aliases on online, which is kind of cool. Did honestly. you give them your Indian name? I didn't. They were they were on the end. They were on my like on on our like other side. I couldn't I couldn't give them anything. But yeah, I, I just thought that was pretty cool. You know, it, despite like our language being pretty like you know to me it's like it's weird. Because not many people speak our language fluently or even just know any words or just know very simple words. And it's kind of nice to see that kind of, kind of, uh, representation outside of, outside of like, you know, just physical, like being on games and stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting your young, young mind voice up. Keep learning your language. I'll try my best. This camera died. This phone died. Audio is coming out of that one. Okay. So there's no audio at all. All right. 
But yeah, that was a pretty good insight opinion from him. Mm-hmm. Knowing that them, them guys on the on games are using Indian using Indian names, you know, like them Kipenes and Nanabuju and you know people from uh, all. I don't know where where did he say they were. One was from Canada. Yep, one was from Canada. That is, that's pretty, pretty cool just to hear about things like that. Mm-hmm. Plus somebody that's only, you know, 18 and just got done you know, with school, you know. And what were you talking about, Anthony? Like, uh, Assassin's Creed, where he takes out a, a deer or goes hunting and draws his bow back and, and kills a deer and then what does he say when he goes down to, to look at it he, he bends down on one knee and he says Yama you should have games like that where you'd go down there and say mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what he was talking about I just kind of caught the tail end of what he was saying about uh, video games you know where you could have something like that in the game because I was like what is Yama my grandpa used to remember that idea he had. Mm-hmm. He's wanted, was thinking of creating like a yeah, like a game or a comic book, Anishinaabe hero, and he gave me one translation one time. It was like he wanted to see this, um, to have that hero or that player say like, translated Anishinaabe like they have big guns. Mm-hmm. I forgot how he he told me how to say it, and I wrote it down, but it, it got lost in my notes. But he's like, yeah, like that. Just that which the Georgian ants were talking about, seeing more of that of our language in mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. I think that could actually do some service. To do you see what? Uh, I don't know if anyone brought it up yesterday, but um, I can't remember what tribes are doing. I know the the Navajo do it. You know, uh, they interpret it like if you go on. Um, I think it's Prime Video. Or, no, Disney. If you go on Disney, you can uh, watch Finding Nemo, you know, which is like a little kid, you know, uh, I don't know how old they would be, three, four, five, six. Um, but it's it, it's all done in their language. Like they, they read. They redub it. In, yeah, they redub it in, in the language. Yeah. And I think there's other tribes that are doing that now too. So it would yep. be really interesting to try to get our language incorporated into something like that. That would be. In, even just to start with, like, the young kids, like how you were bringing up at the meeting, mm-hmm. we need to start with the kids. Start dubbing, um, like, Dora, even Dora the Explorer, Teenage Moon Ninja Turtles, small cartoon shows that really don't have too much, um, that have just kind of straight and narrow, uh, PG language in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the you know you know when Dora came, when Dora came about on TV my little granddaughter Kara that was her fave not Kara Sawyer no it was Kara yeah that was Kara well she's all grown now she's in her twenties but when she was watching Dora 
she that was her favorite show. She'd watch it every day. Mm-hmm. And she was counting to ten in Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, you yeah. know, just by learning. And if they could have some, uh, like, ones and Anishinaabema when, like, counting basic needs, the sweet knee with none, you know, all the way up to ten. The, the little bitty ones, like, my little grandson, he's only one and a half, and he watches, uh, what's that train? Thomas the Train? Yeah. And, you know, they they could do, like, good day, Dalbon, that's train, you know. Thomas is good day, Dalbon. Thomas the Train, you know. And How would you say train riding around? Gibombies all the way around. Good day, Dalbon. Mm-hmm. See, like right there, like just little keywords and phrases. Mm-hmm. The train is going by or it's mm-hmm. going fast and. Fast, the train is going fast. You know, and you could say it, you know. Thomas Kudea Dabon is Jinakazu. Thomas the train is his mm-hmm. name, or he's called. Mm-hmm. Thomas, uh, he broke down. There's a, <clears throat> there's children's program that's available too, like up in um, Canada, like they do on, uh, I think it's ATPN, the Aboriginal People's Television Network. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have one down here. There's one that's kind of similar. I think they have it on, uh, on different cable systems. It's called, uh, First Nations Experience, mm-hmm. FNX. It's kind of crazy because it, that's more of a Canada term. What First Nations? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's down here. Uh, it's based out of um, California. I'm trying to remember the community that's down there. Um, but that network is growing. You know, um, I, I don't want to say fast. I haven't really. Um, been up to date on on what what's going on there but if you go to uh i think it's called ibtv or any of your um your uh like what is that called the the streaming boxes um roku roku yeah so if you go on roku or anything like that you could even go on the internet i think and you can search um First Nations experience, and if you go on uh, Roku, it, it's called uh, Community TV. But uh, we could find that information and maybe put it on our link, um, and then put some information about First Nations experience because they do have children's program that that air all morning long, and a lot of it is, I mean, not specifically in Anishinaabe Moen, but it gives you an example of what what's possible with other languages. Yep. Like they'll have Lakota up on there. They'll have uh, Tlingit, you know, all the people up in Alaska. They'll have one show just for the, each of them languages. And so you could probably do something like uh, like Anishinaabe Moen. The other guy that I was going to talk about, too, is uh, Nan- Nanabuju. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what he calls his show. Uh, he's from Cast Lake, I think. Or maybe, oh, White Earth. He's from White Earth. But he does a, a children's puppet 
Oh, yeah. Uh, pod, I don't know if it's a podcast or it's uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. He has like a channel for just specifically for yeah. that yep. That content. Yep. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, I, I, I would like to see more people creating content like that, you know, children's shows, whether it's animated. I know um, Anthony could probably figure out how to how to do a lot of this animation type stuff and, you know, um, just something simple, you know. I know that's what a lot of those young uh, Anishinaabe language learners are doing now. They're starting to uh, look into dubbing anime in Ojibwe Moen, Anishinaabe Moen. Mm-hmm. There's, couple, there's a few uh, prototypes out there now. I think somebody did like Thundercats, that old cartoon or that old mm-hmm. Thundercats. They... Somebody even brought up Dragon Ball Z at one point to uh, dub that in the language, and I, I think that could go a long way with these mm-hmm. kids. They love their anime, and you know it's proven. Like Anthony said, that if you watch that show in that certain language, whether it's Japanese, um, there's other languages like Spanish, other languages, mm-hmm. you're gonna pick up a few words, you know, eventually, and they, they stick to you. And I, I like that. Like I, I do. I know some of those things cost money, but especially if you're young, you know, like an old person like me would would forget right away, you know. And but you know, but uh, young, like Riz, uh, Rissa, I call. She called me last night, and I got. I talked to little Sawyer over the phone. And she told uh, her ma, right, can I call grandma and tell her I remembered Nij? No, she remembered <laughs> the number. <laughs> Something's been in my head. Anin A Piti Z. Yeah. Anin A Piti Z. Yeah, Anin A Piti Z. That's another word. How to say how old are you? Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That's just been in my head like. As soon as I wake up, it's it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been in there for like three days now. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? So how old are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why it's sticking in my head. And, and then uh, there's a new... It's going to be one of my pickup lines. Did you and George hear about that uh, that multilingual comedy book coming out from Larry Smallwood? Mm-mm. It's called Plums or Nuts. It's like a 25-story a book where he details like how people where he was from used to do comedy in the language. Mm. And there was one instance he said where there was a, there was a, uh, they had a white guy that would always try to ask them how to say native words. Mm-hmm. So they taught him Anin was the first one. And then he said, well, how do I say hello, my, uh, my friend, or it's nice to see you, my friend. And they told him, <laughs> Buganese, say Anin Buganese. And Shah, here they found out that was an insult. They taught him the wrong, on purpose, they taught him the wrong saying, and he was going to what going around around to a bunch of uh, those people and saying those natives and saying, "Anin Buganese," and that I guess that means like a insult, saying like the one with the hole. <laughs> and that guy was going around saying that, but so it's like funny humor stories. Mm-hmm. Comes out September fifth. I can't wait to read it because. 
just to see how a book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's multilingual. It's in uh, it's in English and in Anishinaabe. My my aunt Ruby, long time ago when we were just kids, she had a boyfriend. She was um, a (laughs) non-Indian, and uh, he was from Brimson, and she'd bring him, she'd bring him to to uh, Strongville, and. To visit, well, she lived there too, and they must have been kind of gilshquavy. Here, they, they, my mom and her, and my aunt Emma, and I think uh, your grandma Alice. Everybody mm-hmm. was kind of gilshquavy, yep. and um, here they were making that old wimpy and then they say all kinds of dirty words. Crazy and, stuff. Yeah, they would laugh just hard. <laughs> <laughs> you probably play along just to get them yeah, laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Here we're just listening. That's how we learned our old dirty words. Ah, okay. Well, we're almost at the end of the hour here. We only got about 20 seconds, 25 seconds or so. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll see you next week. Go ahead. You guys can do your... Okay. Um, you know, for being here. And so uh, anytime, come on back up and uh, join us for a discussion. That was really nice to get a little report on what happened yesterday so yeah awesome you guys uh speaking of awesome you are awesome and you have an awesome day uh-huh. for more content from kbft 89.9 fm voiceboard tribal community radio view your local podcast directory or visit our website at www.kbft.org